Hey everyone, welcome back to the Rock Church Podcast. Uh, this is Pastor Shane Beeson, and we're so glad that you're joining us. And thank you for the immediate positive feedback that we've received. And we pray again that this is a blessing and a place where we can dig deeper into what the Lord is teaching us through his scripture here at the Rock Church. Let's go around the table, let everyone knows here, and then Pastor Tyson will kick us off. So over to my left here, I have... Pastor Tyson from the Rock Church in Scotts Bluff, Nebraska. Mm, you got Jaime Gonzalez. I'm the pastor for the youth and young adults here. And Pastor Michael, I'm the assistant pastor here at the Rock Church. It's good to have us all here together today. It's been a wonderful week. We've had a special guest, and Tyson, I'm going to pass it over to you and tell us about our special guest last week. Yeah, last week, uh, Benny Friedman from Jerusalem, Israel was with us, and he had had a great conversation on our podcast, and then uh, he spoke on Sunday morning. Uh, about the Holy Spirit and how He showed up in the Old Testament, uh, and how He shows up now in the New Testament, and what I thought was very, very enlightening. Uh, I've always known this that the Holy Spirit uh, in the Old Testament descended on people for specific things, and then would so lift His Spirit from them uh, at different times. What was your guys' thoughts on the Old Testament uh, passages and those things of of the Old Testament on the Holy Spirit? I, it was an interesting view of the, the Jewish perspective. I have always thought of, you know, God poured his spirit on those who he anointed as kings, such as David or even Saul. And the difference with those two is Saul disobeyed God, and God says he took his spirit from him and even sent uh, evil tormenting spirit to him at that point. David was anointed by God and followed God and was a man after God's own heart and was led by the Spirit. And you can read through the Psalms all of the prophecies and the things that he said throughout his reign as as king on earth. And you have people like Samson, you have um, the judges that you can read. There's so many different instances, but they were all there to lead the people and obey the direction God was, was telling them to go. Here's what I'm thinking about, which gets me amped up inside. Could you imagine uh, these Jewish men, these disciples of Jesus, they know the Mm. Torah, they know the scripture, they know the history, they know the stories, right? And so I'm going to read this passage just out of Luke. It's it's within what we're talking about of our series. Um, And it says this in Luke chapter 24, verse 49, Jesus is telling this to the disciples. He says, and behold... I'm sending the promise of my Father upon you, but stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. Now, one of the things I love that Benny addressed very clearly was the the veil being torn in two when Jesus was crucified and died on the cross, which um, we can get into another podcast later of the depths and width and context of that, but the reality is that gave us access to the Spirit of God in the same way that some of these individuals in the Old Testament um, interacted with the Holy Spirit, right? But I think about the disciples of Jesus, how crazy would that be to think about and to understand and to contemplate like, wait, they end up walking in that same Spirit and it's not 
something that's going to depart from them, but will be with them, upon them, in them, as some of the words that uh, Jesus used when describing the Spirit of God. And I think, man, that would have been uh, mind-blowing. Well, one of the things that stands out, it's the beginning of Luke when John the Baptist is being told what his role is going to be. And he's told by the angel he will be in the power and spirit of Elijah. And I've always looked at that and said, but John didn't do any miracles. He didn't do any uh, mighty works or anything like that, but he proclaimed the way for the Messiah, for the king, in the spirit, same spirit that Elijah was under in the Old Testament. And they just naturally knew, because like you said, they know the Torah, they knew the stories, and it just, it just opens a whole new perspective of the meaning of the power of the Spirit. Yeah, that even makes me think of Mary and Elizabeth, right? And mm. there's a comment in the scripture of there of when Mary comes to visit Elizabeth yep. and John's in her stomach that he there's like an indwelling of the Spirit within him, within her, yep. and the, the baby leaps for joy. But I love that you brought that up because we often don't address the fact that um, John the Baptist, he didn't have that we know of all these special gifts and stuff, but what he did have was this incredible boldness mm -hmm. by the power of the Holy Spirit in him where he would meet face-to-face uh, -face with uh, the religious leaders of the time and right in their face uh, would uh, correct, admonish, um, which, which is very bold. And um, I think that's something to be noted that we often just compartmentalize certain gifts or certain things which we'll get into at another time, but I love that you brought him up because he was someone that paved the way um, for the Lord, just like it says in Isaiah, to mountains low and uh, valleys uh, wide to prepare the way of the Lord. Um, and that's a great note on John. And maybe some people are out there are listening and they're like, well, I think we've had these questions. What gifts do I have or what, how do I know or anything like that? And um, I think that's something we could sure. also get into. I think we need to back up for just a second because John the Baptist was preparing the way for Jesus before Jesus was crucified. Mm -hmm. And he said, I baptize you with water, but there's one coming whose sandals I'm not worthy to tie who will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Right. And so I think sometimes in Christian language, we try to put all these together in one box, and you can't do that because salvation is Jesus, his finished work on the cross, and the only way we're drawn to that mm -hmm. is through the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, John chapter 16, 7 through 11, we know that uh, in, in Ephesians and these things, we know that Christ's body, we're baptized into Christ's body through salvation, that we are saved because the Holy Spirit has drawn us to Christ. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Mm, and then we also get water baptism confused with the baptism with the Holy Spirit. And so we have, we have the salvation, and then we have water baptism, which John said, I baptize you in water, and you look elsewhere, and they said, well, with what baptism were you saved? Uh, you look, uh, let, let's just take, for instance, um, John, uh, Luke chapter 3, verse 16. I baptize you with water, but there's one mightier coming. And then there's questions all through Acts. What baptism did you receive? Did you receive the baptism of water, baptism of John, 
Or did you see the baptism with the Holy Spirit? So you see subsequent things. So you have salvation, which we are drawn to Jesus through the Holy Spirit. And when we accept that we're born again, there's an indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. And then he pushes us for a first step of obedience to be water baptized. But there's more, which is very, very interesting to me that most Christians don't understand that God has more for you, and that is the baptism with the Holy Spirit. This is the overflowing and empowering work of the Spirit that's subsequent to salvation. We see this in John chapter 1, verse 29, John chapter 1, verse 33. Here's the one who baptizes, Acts chapter 1, verse 5. You shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. John chapter 7, verse 38. Out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Speaking, God wants to baptize us with the Holy Spirit to give us gifts, not for our glory, but for his glory. Glory, And this is where all the spiritual gifts come into play, which I think John had in his boldness, this, this exponential faith, this increased faith that comes on you. And so just navigating all this, what happened at the veil when it was torn is that God now wants to empower us. Now, there's some that say these gift, gifts ended, the baptism with the Holy Spirit ended, when the last apostle died. That is not the case. The gifts are for today. He wants us to baptize us with his spirit so that we can empower more people to come to Christ and lift up our congregations to, to really be emboldened, this overflowing power, this indwelling joy that he wants for us. And not only the gifts of the spirit, but the fruits of the spirit. Uh, so so in 1 Corinthians, it says, these will all cease when we're perfected. Well, we're not perfected until when? We end up in Jesus. heaven, and we won't need the gifts because Jesus is there. So I just want to make sure that we, we're using clear language, that salvation is the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, water baptism is an act of obedience, and baptism with the Holy Spirit is something to increase our faith, to increase our giftings, to increase our joy, love, peace, patience, kindness, to all these things encapsulate us to move forward in our walk with Jesus. Absolutely, yeah. And I want to jump in really quick, just right on that thing, because you talked about this, Pastor Mike, on Sunday. You said it's something to be asked for, mm. to ask the Lord for it. And I want to back up a half step, because we could use the uh, apostles, the disciples, as an example, right? Because if you remember, Jesus breathes upon them and sends them out in power and authority like like later on when they're baptized in the Holy Spirit. But at that moment, it just says that he, he's, he breathed upon them mm -hmm. and they went out in power and they said, hey, even the demons submit to you, uh, submit and are cast out in your name, right? Um, but that was for a moment, just like an Old Testament moment. So they've, the disciples experienced that and then they also experienced the baptism of the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 2. So even for them, they experience these different movements. And so I want to say that because I want to encourage people out there. I feel like there are individuals that feel like, well, the Spirit has come upon me at moments for things, for uh, gifts, or I knew this, or I acted out in this, or the, word gave, the Lord gave me a word for this. But if you have yet to experience the baptism of the Holy Spirit, 
I encourage you, we encourage you to ask. Yep. And I think there is, even if you feel like you've walked in a gift, and you, but you still haven't experienced that moment, a, a baptism of the Holy Spirit, this powerful encounter where you're clothed with power from on high, we encourage you to ask the Father. Yeah, let me just say this. Uh, when you do this, you're seeking a, a biblical experience with Jesus. Yes. Because Acts chapter 2, which you mentioned, 38-39, uh, says you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, for the promise is to you. So you're seeking a, a biblical experience with Jesus, and you need to know that it's nobody else that's baptizing you with in the Holy Spirit. It's Jesus himself. It says Jesus is the baptizer with the Holy Spirit. Uh, he baptizes, John 1, 33, Acts 8, 10, and 19. This is this irrespective of, of who may pray with you. Jesus is the one who wants to baptize you of within the Holy Spirit or with the Holy Spirit. And then you can expect to receive the same spirit and the same benefits as biblical believers. Yeah, absolutely. You can, ex you can expect this. John 14, he will give you a comforter. Uh, Luke chapter 11, if the son asks for bread, he will give him a stone. Will he give him a stone? No. How much more does your heavenly father want to have gifts for you right now today? So I think... To be honest with you, I think most of Christianity in America is handicapped, is paralyzed, mm -hmm. because they've never sought or want to seek or been told it's not real, that Jesus wants to baptize you with the Holy Spirit, not for our glory, for His to empower and equip and encourage. And some of those giftings are speaking in tongues, interpretation of tongues, gifts of healing, uh, miracles, faith, increased faith. You have you have a plethora of different giftings that God wants to impart in you, that Jesus wants to impart in you to build his kingdom. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to back up to what I said just for clarity when I was talking about John. And I think you have a good point that we're paralyzed as a church in America with the Holy Spirit because we think that if we don't have those specific gifts, we haven't had an experience, which is why I brought up John. Because we look at John, and, and I've always said, well, the spirit and power of Elijah back before I really started to study this, was he Elijah? What, what was going on? But it says in the beginning of Luke that uh, when the angel is telling them about his birth, he must not drink wine, um, but he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb. Mm -hmm. And he walks in that power his whole life. And so going back, the gift was boldness. It was to proclaim 100%. with power and truth the fact that Jesus is Messiah, the Lamb of God who comes and takes away the sins of the world. And that that was unheard of. They they didn't know what to think about this. And I'm not saying he baptized he says he didn't baptize with the Holy Spirit, but he walked in that power. Right. Absolutely. And, so well, it reminds me of definitely Peter, indwelling. Honestly. Like if you think of Peter, like look at who he is leading up to after Jesus comes back, everything. And then you see all of a sudden he has this experience with the Holy Spirit in Acts. And now he has boldness and he's doing things like what you were talking about, what that Holy Spirit can do to you. Why didn't he have that before then when Jesus was resurrected, had breakfast with him on the beach? Like, where was that empowerment? He went back to fishing. Yeah, 100%. You know what I mean? But then all of a sudden he preached. Mm. And he proclaimed the gospel, mm. Acts chapter 2. Yep. I mean, just a powerful move mm. of the Holy Spirit upon his life. 
And this is where I think we get in trouble is we put God in a box. Mm. Just like Benny was oh, talking. Yeah. Benny Sunday. said that. And yeah. when you put God in a box, you you can't open your heart to more. Yeah. God wants us to have more. It's He wants to empower us to enhance his kingdom. It's all about God's kingdom in heaven coming down, and we live it now, and he empowers us to live that way. Yeah. I was just thinking about, and I want to encourage uh, listeners out there, um, if you're still struggling in your heart, is is this for me? Yes, it is for you. And I, I want to read out of Acts chapter 2, verse 39. It says this, that for the promise, which is the Holy Spirit, the promise is for you and for your children and all who are far off, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. Right, 100%. I, I think Acts chapter 19 actually uh, is very indicative of our culture today uh, when when they're they're talking in Acts chapter Acts chapter 19 verse 1 and it happened while while Apollos was at Corinth Paul passed through the inland country and came to Ephesus there he found some disciples and he said to them did you receive the holy spirit when you believed just a thought just a thought just hold with me i wonder how many preachers avoid this verse <laughs> did you receive the holy spirit when you believed and they said no we have not even heard there is a holy spirit yeah and he said to them, into what then were you baptized? They said, into John's baptism. And Paul said, John baptized with a baptism of repentance, telling the people to believe in the one who is to come after them, that is Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they began to speak in tongues and prophesy. Immediately what you saw with the baptism with the baptism, um, with the Spirit, you begin to see people prophesy, speak in tongues. And there's a plethora of different gifts in the First uh, Corinthians chapter 12 mm-hmm. that all of a sudden that took place, and, and for some reason, we're scared of those things. That the most powerful gifts Satan has twisted and tangled, and yet God wants us to have them. And we can discuss this next week, but uh, tongues was really a double cross of Satan with the Tower of Babel. Powerful stuff. Mm. Um, I do want to note something here. I love that you quoted Acts chapter 19, um, because there is a key here in verse 6, and it says, And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them. And so we've talked about one thing here, which is Jesus is the baptizer in the Holy Spirit. We all agree on that. Yeah. That is in the Scripture. It's his work. But there is, some people even walk in this gift of impartation. Um, And so what's interesting is what Paul does here, he lays his hands on them and the Holy Spirit came upon them. They begin speaking in tongues and prophesying. Um, And I know some of the listeners out there have had bad experiences with this, Mm. um, which has uh, affected their view of who the Holy Spirit is. And I think we we should address Jesus is the baptizer in the Holy Spirit. There are plenty of people who never have someone pray for them. We just heard of one here recently. There was no people in the room. Nobody laid hands on them. They were baptized in the Holy Spirit with uh, the evidence of tongues, mm-hmm. right? I've, mm-hmm. I've heard the same story over and over again. And then there's other times where us as church leaders 
we do partner with individuals and we lay hands on them, not because we think that that's the only way it's going to happen, but we want to partner with them. We want to pray with them. We want to agree with them and ask Jesus to baptize them in the Holy Spirit. Just think about this, that Jesus wants to baptize you with his power. It says that we will do greater things than he did. How did he do them? Through the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. But he wants to do greater things in us and use us. And he, want, he wants to baptize you with his power. Mm -hmm. And yet we get into crazy debates that this isn't for today. And I struggle. I struggle because God wants to equip us with his power. And I'd say more than ever, we need that today. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. To live in this world is overwhelmingly dark at this point. We're, we're perfectly a, a fine with AI now, right? Seeing these fake individuals created by computers or whatever, but it's funny what we will accept, what we'll choose to accept, and what we're not accepting when the real thing um, is really what we need. And that's, that's what our culture needs. They need an encounter with God. And unless we are seeking the Holy Spirit and we are moving in our gifts with fruit, um, we, they, they need to encounter the Lord in that way. And for, for some people, we know this well, but the only way that they are going to repent and be baptized is if they have an encounter with the power of God. Right. Mm -hmm. I think that brings up an important point that uh, if somebody's wanting to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, or baptism with the Holy Spirit, I should say, the baptism with the Holy Spirit, you, one, need to start with repentance. Yep. Ask God to cleanse mm -hmm. you. And then open yourself to his presence, to his power, wanting to, that Jesus, you ask him, Jesus, will you baptize me with the Holy Spirit? And watch what the Lord does. It's There's such a peaceful presence when he does that. Absolutely. And I would encourage people to continue to seek. Um, the scripture, Jesus even says this, to ask, seek, and knock. It's my favorite parable about that, and I don't know if we have time to go into it, but it's uh, Luke 11, verse 5 through 13. Um, I would encourage that to be something that you read, talking about how to ask. And it's, it's amazing. It doesn't say to stop. It doesn't say ask once. It says ask and ask and ask until you receive, and then ask again. Yeah, that's, that's a great point. Um, Jaime, maybe we can kick it over to you. I know you've been bringing these teachings to the youth on Sunday nights after our Sunday morning services, and you've gotten some incredible questions from the youth. I know uh, you have one here today to share with us. Let's dig into that and uh, talk about that for a second before we close up our time today. Yeah, you bet. Um, the question that I got is, the Holy, if the Holy Spirit is real, and I'm baptized, why doesn't he work in me? Mm. Well, a couple questions I would have for that person is, what baptism are they talking about? If they're talking about water baptism, uh, then, then we need to have a discussion about the baptism uh, it, with the Holy Spirit. Uh, Jesus does that. And when Jesus baptizes you with the Holy Spirit, he's with you. Actually, when you give your heart to Jesus Christ, he indwells in you, uh, so he is working. So I think there will be some discipleship moments 
to say, hey, let's look back in the last couple of weeks and see where Jesus shows up. I think one of the things that we don't often do is take time to say, hey, Jesus was with me in this. Jesus was speaking to me here. Mm -hmm. We don't take the time to recognize it. Because um, I love the Holy Spirit. He's a gentleman, right? He's a gentleman. Until you get to know him, it kind of seem a little weird. But once you get to know him, man, he's a friend. And mm -hmm. he is with us, which is awesome. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere. He's all-knowing. Uh, this is who our God is. And I would say, just to echo that, is it's natural. A lot of times it's so natural with us as believers, if we're pursuing the Lord, it doesn't seem like another entity or being. It's like when we're walking in unity with the Lord, um, there is a sense of it's it's natural. It's naturally supernatural. And that could that could be kind of a what I call a ho holy knowing where you know mm -hmm. something or you, you say, oh, like, that doesn't feel right. My, it's my gut, my intuition. Well, the reality is that is one of the ways that the Lord speaks. And I think that with individuals, we do need to talk about those things so they understand that it's not going to be this big, huge voice that comes from the sky of God speaking to them or guiding them or whatever the case is. But a lot of times it's this partnership with us that the Spirit of God partners with us in everyday living and empowers us. The other part of that is we talked about it earlier, but the Spirit of God moving in us, Tyson nailed it, is for mission and his glory. Mm -hmm. And so if we're not living a life of mission, we're not going to see the Holy Spirit move in the way that you might want to. It takes steps of faith. It takes uh, stepping out, proclaiming the gospel, uh, standing up in the midst of people that um, where we would be embarrassed or our peers or whatever. It takes uh, that element. It does take action from us. It doesn't. The Holy Spirit's not going to take over us and shove us out in front of everybody. It actually, multiple times in the scripture says, and Jesus even says this, hey, don't worry about when you're captured or when you're before the religious leaders or whatever. He says, I'm going to tell you what to say in that moment. So you have to be in that moment when the word of the Lord comes. Um, and that's something we don't realize when we go, well, the Lord's not using me. And you're like, well, are you stepping out in faith? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things, too, is later on in 1 Corinthians, uh, Ephesians, Galatians, there's some instruction on how to use these gifts because mm -hmm. oftentimes when people uh, do this, they think it's, it's there to puff them up, and whenever we get puffed up, we make a mess of things, including the gifts of the Spirit. And so I think there's some instruction that helps us uh, curtail some future problems, which we'll, we'll talk about but one of the things in America, somebody said, well, I don't see the miracles uh, that God would do. I don't see uh, people carrying the gifts of signs and wonders and all these different things that take place um, and, and being used genuinely. But I agree with that because America has placed the Holy Spirit in a box. When you go to Africa, when you go to mm -hmm. these countries that the Holy Spirit's all they have and they allow the giftings to be used you see the dead raised. You see the blind yeah. see. You see the deaf hear. You see the lame walk. You start. You see these things. And I wonder if we would say, uh, as the prophet Joel says, in the latter days, my sons and my daughters will prophesy. If we opened ourselves up to receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit, that Jesus 
come baptize me with the Holy Spirit, made herself available, what could happen? Yeah. Mm. I love that. What could happen? I think that's a great spot to hit the pause button. Um, we want to invite you this coming week uh, as we continue this series in pneumatology. Again, that's that Greek-derived word, which is the theology of the Holy Spirit. Um, you can join us on Sundays at 9 and 11, either here in person or online. Pastor Mike, would you send us out with a blessing today? Absolutely. We're so glad that you joined us today. Um, we want to send you out with this blessing that the God of all hope will fill you completely with joy and peace because of your trust in him, and that you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. God bless you all. Amen. Amen. Amen.